Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio again. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. We have our... That's se- my greeting. Don't turn around and go yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm yo, yo. Okay? What scriptures say? One body, one mind? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm rallying with you. Take it easy. <laughs> Anyway, listen, we can't goof off too long. Remember that one message that we got that said, I already know enough people I don't need to know about you guys. Or, I just, I just, they just wanted us to get to the point. Or the one that went back further and literally all they said was, this podcast is immature. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, but we, we got positive feedback or we got yeah. encouragement on that hey, one. But I, yeah, I remember with that one podcast where I asked like a lot of questions yeah. like to get to know us. I thought that would be fun, but I guess that's the chicken me. It wasn't a good. Oh, we got feedback, huh? Yeah, they, it was pretty much like, you know, they only have so much time to listen to the podcast, so oh, they don't okay. really care to get to know well, us, it's, or or at least just put on there when real part of the podcast mm. starts, so they can just kind of jump ahead, which is fine. I respect that. Yeah, sure. But so, you know, let's not talk about us. Let's not goof off. No more banter. Yeah. Well, to that one listener's point in YouTube, you know, they put they put timestamps. So like, if you want to jump to the third, you know, three minutes and 20 seconds, this is where I talked about this. But the problem is you can't necessarily hyperlink that in a podcast. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So it it was a good point just to kind of give them markers on where we're getting in on certain things. So anyway, for today, you and Jeremy are really sneaky. We're doing an equip you and the title, everybody is spiritual and physical implications of exercise. So are you guys, are you guys working together here? Y'all, y'all are doing this for me. Y'all want to teach me a little thing or two? No. All right. Well, I I welcome the conviction. So I'm anxious (laughs) to hear what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. So again, this is part of the equip you, um, every month, uh, last, last episode we did, uh, we did June's, which was the divine narrative of redemption. And then this month for the month of July, it is spiritual and physical implications of exercise, which given all of COVID's craziness, Mm. one of the things that has been very apparent to people is we weren't meant to sit around and going stir crazy. Uh, just to that point, I was uh, I popped into REI yesterday, and they they can't keep bikes in stock mm. because wow. Now, just, wait, I'm sorry, you stopped in there yesterday? Yeah, with with uh, with my Roger, uh-huh. my Roger friend. Mm. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening, those types of bikes are incredibly expensive. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I, I thought you were going a different direction with that comment. Because uh, of what you, oh, yeah. What? yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I was just going to look. I you can't buy a bike there for like what less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, I actually yeah. want a full suspension bike. So it's a trip that you took that you just forgot to tell me about. Well, Roger, Roger. <laughs> oh, you know what? To to REI's defense, um, yes, their stuff is expensive, but they have a, a one year warranty on their stuff. So Roger was taking in a pair of sneakers that he got his wife, and something broke on it, and he. Just just took it back and they gave him his money back. No questions asked. Yeah, because the markup so much, it probably paid for five years hey, anyway. You know what? But, you know what you know. that does for consumer appreciation and consumer peace of mind? <laughs> hey. It's like when a woman gets a deal, they talk about how much they saved versus, versus how much the they spent. They just spent money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But honey, but, look but how honey much money I saved. saved. Exactly. Not so how much I... did you actually spend though? <laughs> Oh, so that's a tip for all the husbands out there to clarify when mm-hmm. your when your wives say that now. Uh oh. But well, let's talk about the topic today because I obviously need to learn more about exercise. 
Yeah, well, with budgeting, there's implications, and this is just as consistent principally, right? And Jeremy's the most fit in the room, so good thing he he was the author on here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well, I might have muscles, but I also have a gut. That's why I I do. There's a little bit of vanity there. If I keep all the focus on the biceps, nobody's paying attention to the gut. (laughs) Oh, my. I can't even believe you just shared that with everybody. This is embarrassing. Hey, are we not biblical counselors? (laughs) Like, we're transparent people, too, right? That's right. That's Uh, true. I love it. So anyway. All right. This is based off of 1 Corinthians 1031. So I guess I can read that and start Jeremy off. Right. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yes. So a big, a big part of my counseling philosophy is, you know, it brings, it brings the transcendent into everything. And we, we currently live in a you know, a a health and wellness society where it really does turn towards vanity very, very quickly. And even when a a person, uh, a a believer begins to exercise, I've seen, I can't even tell you how many times I have had to counsel couples where uh, both were very out of shape, overweight, one decides to get in shape, the other one's not really into it, the person that gets into shape uh, then says, I'm no longer attracted, now it's all about them, and then they're now talking divorce. Mm. And the the impetus of that whole thing was not that I can't stand my spouse and we have terrible conflicts, it's I got in shape, look at me, other people are noticing me now, Um, I think I'm ready to move on. Hey, everybody, come see how good I look. That's right. (laughs) And I've seen that many, many times. And so I'm a big advocate of, of, of exercise because it's just, you know, it's, it's something that's extremely important for us for many, many reasons. Uh, but one of the reasons that I created this this handout is to help people, yeah, push them towards a healthy lifestyle, but do not lose track that it's always connected to the transcendent. Mm-hmm. And I love First uh, uh, Corinthians ten thirty one, and I know it that in context, it's, it's talking about something very specific. Uh, but, in, you know, Paul's concluding comment is whether you eat or drink or whatever you you do in life, mm-hmm. uh, it's not about you. Do it to the glory of the living God. Mm-hmm. And so when he says, whatever you do, that includes, I would assume, exercise. And so in this handout, uh, we are helping people just process that that mindset, um, asking questions like this. What activities does Paul mention in which people are given opportunity to be motivated by God's glory? Obviously, eating, drinking. Um, secondly, do you believe Paul's use of the phrase, whatever you do, could include exercise as being an activity in which a person can seek to glorify God? Now, somebody may come back to a, a session, or if we're just going over this while they're sitting in front of me, that may be a very foreign concept to them. Um, you know, when I'm when I talk to people about uh, the vertical and the horizontal, horizontal or perpetually interacting, uh, folks don't typically. A lot of people that I counsel just don't think that way. Right. Um, you know, they're not thinking that my heart is ever before the Lord and everything I'm doing is anchored in worship. So they may come back with, uh, you know, we may ask them that question, uh, is exercise included in whatever you do? And that may be a little confusing. So we need to be ready to do a little teaching uh, in that that situation. But once they get the idea, um, 
I often ask them to write out their own personal purpose statement that places God's glory as their chief goal when exercising. Mm, That's good. And I give an example, you know, each morning as I set out to run, my aim is to glorify God as a steward of my body. And throughout my run, I will seek to pray prayers of gratitude and praise to him that my body remains healthy and strong or whatever, just gratitude. Yeah, it's just that, an example. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I just, you know, just in what you just said and giving thanks, I mean, you know, we're quoting 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, but something we quoted in the other equip you in Colossians and, you know, the narrative, because mm-hmm. this is when you go for a run, like this is part of that narrative, right? That's correct. Uh, in that Colossians three seventeen, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's great. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's that's the thought process. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and Michael, you're making a good point from our previous podcast. All we're doing on a practical level is helping a person learn to connect their small story exercise to something that's that's greater uh, and brings purpose to it. That that and also has the potential to protect us from kind of becoming that that vain person. And now it's just all about me and my physique and my look, etc. Um, and so the handout also gives people opportunity to examine their own heart as they begin to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can even be committed to the glory of the Lord in what we're doing. Uh, but as we get into it, maybe as, as we're examining our own, our own hearts, we can recognize that some other things might be pulling us. Maybe our motivation is being centered around something other than the glory of God. Uh, examples of such desires might include things like a leaner body, feeling more attractive, finding acceptance, finding approval, finding security in the way that I look. Or it it could uh, reveal, you know, if I'm setting out to exercise, but I'm not really motivated, I'm skipping five days before I even try, or I'm, I'm just having trouble getting out of the gate, then it might expose competing desires like comfort, escape, convenience, etc. Yeah. And so exercise is, yes, it's, it's, it's intended in our hearts to glorify God, but it can also reveal some desires within our hearts that we need to examine as believers. Um, and so, you know, I, I always love to cite the divine words of our master, Jesus, um, who said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew 6, 21. Exercise can reveal our treasures, can reveal what's most important to us, can actually become the the place where uh, our hearts are being exposed and it gives us opportunity to really wrestle with ourselves and come before God and, and, and seek His Spirit for the power to make changes in our own lives. So it can exercise without even realizing it can actually become a big part of the sanctification process because mm-hmm. it's, it's really our hearts will be revealed in that. Jesus, uh, in these words, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, just is making this statement, look, Whatever you love most, it will capture you. Mm-hmm. And exercise is a great place to ask the question constantly throughout the process. You know, it's just, just really, really quick on that. It's funny to that point. Um, you know, I, I follow CrossFit you know, mm. and everything like that. And some of the stories that they capture is like they'll find, uh, you know, some of these stories where a person was addicted to this, that, whatever. And then mm. exercise became their new addiction. That's right. Yep. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, so they switch one identity, but even, and then they switch it for this identity and, and working out and it good had, excuse me, it had, it had good health, you know, implications. Um, but it was, it was the heart behind it. And when they got hurt, like mm-hmm. it destroyed them. Oh, wow. 
You, you know what I mean? So yes. it's like, and I think that's the because that, they found their identity in that, right? And I think that's where it, that's what's beautiful about this this particular exercise and looking through this pun intended uh, <laughs> is. What what's the motive and heart behind why we're doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I know for me personally, one of the things that I'm you know yeah I do like to work out, and I kind of had my vain statement at the beginning of this podcast. But uh, all joking aside, I know for me personally, if I'm getting up in the morning and I'm working out, that's going to prepare me and stay in mind where when I get into the word that morning. So just as I'm you know I'm being disciplined physically, it's all it's it's getting into that that discipline spiritual. Um, and I know for me personally, I have to do the spiritual before. I do the physical with your Christian hip hop playing. Yeah. And the garage and (laughs) um, car rack. Anyway, the the point is though, is that I, that's where this is such a beautiful, uh, exercise again, working with, uh, with, with clients and counselees, because it's just some people, this is one of their biggest struggles. They've been trying to work out for 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a really good indication of where they are spiritually too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So there's, there's, I mean, it's not even just correlation. I mean, it's like, it, it's a good reflection, you know? Yes. So, yes. Anyway, very good. Throw that in there really mm-hmm. quick. So where would you start then? Cause I, I love how we're saying, okay, as the counselor, it's not just someone who is maybe out of shape um, or saying, you know, obviously need to work out. You're also looking at those who are physically in shape, but are looking for the motives of their heart. But on the flip side, then you got someone like me who isn't working out at all. Right. But knows the importance of physical health. And so maybe there's just not certain disciplines and things in their life. So where would you begin with someone like them or someone like me? Well, I would, I would honestly, you know, <laughs> shameless plug. I would literally probably start with something like this, where it's just like, let's have the conversation of why, am, why do I feel the need to do it in the first place? You know, because it, as, as Jeremy said, and just even what this document, you know, reflects too, is like, it reflects why I want to do it because it's reflecting something in the heart. Is it, do I want to get in shape because I'm going to feel better about myself? Do I want to get in shape because I want to, I want to be able to walk with confidence in how I look, mm-hmm. you know, well, what's the heart behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, you know, for some people, you know, you see, I mean, they're clearly in good shape and they, they're, they're highly disciplined when it comes to the way that they look. But then when you find and talk to them, I mean, I've, I've, I've had men in my, in my office where like, you know, they, they put so much into how they look. Cause maybe earlier on in their years, they were overweight. And then much like you, you described in the beginning, all of a sudden, uh, you know, this dude would, you know, he got in shape, his build was different, you know, and then all of a sudden he started getting all this attention from mm-hmm. women and all of a sudden now he's divorced. <laughs> Yeah. And now he's wrapped up in all the attention he's getting from women and he's trying to pursue Jesus. This life has him over here and he, he can't divorce that lifestyle of like maintaining being, you know, looking good and being in shape and everything because the attention he gets from that. Yeah. He's not doing it to the glory of God mm-hmm. and being able to have that conversation and to, to reveal or expose the level of idolatry in his heart. And what was interesting is when those conversations came up and he realized that, like he repented, thankfully mm. he repented of that. Now he still worked out, but then that's where something like, you know, this sort of document would be good. Something that they can look at and read through and begin to process and internalize and meditate in their heart. Like, I still think we're going to the person, which is obviously really good and, and talking about the person who is healthy and doing the heart. But like, I'm trying to get you to go opposite on then now, how do we talk to the person who isn't working out, but their heart 
has the right motive. So I know that I need to be more disciplined. I know the fruit of, of this type of, um, what, what it, technically being physically, um, uh, in shape really helps us from the spiritual piece, right? It helps us be more effective for the kingdom. You can almost drain yourself in helping others and you forget to look in the mirror yourself per se, right? Um, you can almost get comfortable where you're at, but then I'm just tired and exhausted. So this is almost like a personal type question of right. saying, so what do you say to the other person? So a couple of things I think can come into play. Um, one is to begin to examine the heart in terms of if you know this is a good thing that brings glory to God, what are the desires that are creating the pause? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not in a shaming way at all, but just say, you know, the pause to exercise when you know it's good and it's to the glory of God might be telling us something about your heart. Um, or it may just be a time issue. I mean, I don't ever want to assume that's mm-hmm. that's the problem. Priorities, like d- priorities. We're, we're maybe the priorities priority, of yeah. their life. Yeah. yeah. But another thing that I think, because when you're in that m- mode, and I've been there where... You haven't exercised for a while. You know you need to get back to it. Matter of fact, I'm right there right now because of all this COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The importance of habituation and, the, and this idea of habituation, which Jay Adams talked about way back in the day, but the, the, the concept of habituation goes back to Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine and the church fathers. Where First John, actually, like when he... When he says in First John, you you know you continue to do it, mm. you know mm-hmm. a habituation. Even in the Greek, like it's you don't you like you're doing it to do it unashamedly. Yeah, you just won't. Yeah, yeah, and and so the idea of just saying, hey, you may not feel really motivated from an inward place. To, to exercise, but I want you to grab a new habit. I want you to just try to create a habit, even though you're not, don't feel very motivated. You're not looking forward to it. You might even feel frustrated that you're having to do it, but just go create this habit. And even in creating that habit, ask the Lord to shape your heart that you would be creating this new habit for his glory. That this is your for that going out and having that run, Lord, this is going to be one of my means of worshiping you today. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you create that habit, I think we've all experienced this before. Once I'm in the gym for a week, I'm not missing week two or three or four, you know, we get in that rhythm, but in that rhythm, we just want to make sure we're, we're also creating the habit that this is centered in God's glory. Just me doing this physical exercise is a means of worship to him. And it just becomes the spiritual, uh, spiritual rhythm that can be experienced through physical exercise. I think, I think one of um, my suggestions from a practical standpoint, obviously just thinking through this as y'all are talking from a personal perspective is realizing that, Hey, you know, yeah, I need to do nutrition. I need to do exercise and and I'm not going to start being the college basketball athlete that I was before, you know? So it's like, I'm never going to be able to start back, which also brings the mental and emotional component of it as well, you know, where you Mm -hmm. can't do as much as you want to do. So I think my, my encouragement would be from a counseling perspective is, is, is pick that one, you know, to, yeah. to make healthier eating choices. And then what could be the one eating half the amount or just adding fruit for this week and then just letting them commit to that. And then, and then obviously encouraging them in that prayer mm. or the heart motive behind why they're adding more fruit into That's their good. meal and then adding an extra one. So definitely not starting off with running, but maybe walking and every, you know, time that you're just going to, 
to commit to walking three times this week. Mm-hmm. And then that we're going to rejoice and celebrate Incremental together. Achievements. Yeah. And then what other elements can we add? Cause I've obviously heard a lot of counselors who encourage husband and wives to walk together and just talk, you know, and that actually be a way that they're able to stop and connect, but also get the exercise element. Mm-hmm. So there's ways Produces that we can intimacy. kind of, yeah, glorify the Lord and, and encouraging that spiritual worship within exercise. Yeah. I would just, you know, I wanted to go back and answer your question a little bit better, Shauna. I think um, the the back end of what I was saying for those who know in their hearts, right? I think kind of what Jeremy was saying too about just uh, the reality of habituation. I think oftentimes, it, and I think this actually kind of lives in in that category of take on or put on, take off and put on, right? Um, Colossians, Ephesians four. Um, sometimes when somebody can't seem to, they know they ought to, they, they, they have the oughts in their heart and the conviction and, and the struggle. But what they're not realizing is that there's maybe something that you're doing the night before, or you mentioned diet a moment ago, um, or, you know, maybe, you know, you need to go to bed earlier or whatever the case is. So there's certain habits that are preventing you from producing good habits. Mm-hmm. So mm. I wonder, Jeremy, if you could write us one on nutrition, you know, just a short Absolutely. like spiritual and physical inflammations of nutrition or something, because mm-hmm. I obviously think that probably I would you agree that ties very closely yeah. together? Yeah, yeah. very, yeah. very much so. Mm-hmm. Let me just read real quick on a physical, you know, we're talking spiritual, which is the key. Right, that's our hub. That's the most important. But on a physical level, you know, when we're dealing with folks that are struggling with stress or depression or anxiety, let me just read a few responses Mm -hmm. that start the minute you begin exercising. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, Response one to exercise, endorphin release. Endorphins diminish pain sensations and improve sleep quality. Improvements in sleep quality directly impact both mood and cognitive function in positive ways, both short and long term. Something that people may not realize is every single night we need REM sleep. And when a person enters REM sleep, there's research that shows there's neurospinal fluid going through the brain when we're awake. And it's just tiny little droplets. But when we enter into REM, it's like someone turns on a faucet and all of that fluid just begins to run over the brain. And what it's doing, it's cleaning it from toxins, from pollution and from stress that have been accumulated during the day. So exercise helps sleep, which also helps that. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's all in tandem. Yeah. And so um, that's just one response. Uh, Response two, uh, neurotrophic release. Neurotrophins help the brain form new synaptic pathways and are involved in the formation of memories. Memory formulation is part of learning, so increased neurotrophins in, enhance learning ability. Mm, I like that. It's a good um, incentive. Isn't it amazing mm-hmm. that exercise begins to help uh, people actually reform neural pathways in the brain? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it yeah. sets the brain up to do that, which in can, when we are exercising our faith and when we are uh, you know, going from painful places of trauma where maybe neurons have, have have uh, really uh, trapped us in that trauma place and we begin to exercise, it actually helps us, it helps the brain begin to change pathways so that the truths of the scripture become uh, much more believable to us or we're able to embrace them even more. Mm. Um, so it's just, you know, it's a it's a, a, a body and, and spirit connection that's always there. So schools need to keep recess and PE, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Very important. Two more. Response three to exercise. High intensity exercise triggers multiple hormones that benefit mood and energy levels. It stimulates thyroid function and thyroid, guys, if you're dealing with someone that's struggling with major depression, go have them get their thyroid checked because Mm -hmm. if it's not 
functioning properly, it can cause really bad depression. Uh, thyroid increases metabolism, which improves mood and energy. And then finally, the fourth response, it improves adrenal functioning. This directly impacts mood and ability to cope with stress. Better resilience to stress further improves mood, helping people break out of the cycle of feeling stressed out. So just one major principle that it, that's very practical at the very bottom of this handout. And this was all taken from a book um, called Nutritional Treatments to Improve Mental Health Disorders. And she says this, some exercise is always better than none. Uh, some exercise is always better, better than avoiding it altogether. So if you go out for 10 minutes and take a walk, you've done something significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, good. Uh, one of our keynote speakers at our conference that's coming up, Elise Fitzpatrick, she wrote a book, Love to Eat, Hate to Eat. Mm-hmm. It's actually a good book and incorporates a lot of this stuff too. So that might be a book you want to buy for my lady friends out there. No, it's good. So again, guys, just go check out these equip you. You can find them on christiancounseling.com. If you're not a member, become a member so that you can get your hands on these great resources. And this is, uh, again, the most recent with uh, the July equip you. We'll see you guys next time. Keep speaking the truth.